0: Ready to stop trading time for money and build a business that can scale? Then you're in good company. This is the Productize Podcast, where I chat with entrepreneurs who've transformed their businesses using the Productize service model. I'm your host, Brian Castle. Want to learn my best strategies for productizing your business? Then get my free crash course by going to productizecourse.com. Now let's get into the show. So 2016 is turning out to be a pretty interesting year for Justin Jackson. He's leaving his semi-full-time consulting uh, work to focus on his own products, which there are many products that that Justin uh, is involved in, as many of you know. And so that puts him in a unique situation with several questions, such as how to sustain this highly diversified business, how to leverage his existing audience to sell a productized consulting offer why a one-time purchase model might even be better than a recurring revenue model when it comes to productized consulting in Justin's particular situation. So we kind of covered all of that in this uh, conversation with Justin. Um, It was really interesting to kind of talk through uh, what he's thinking right now as, as he Kind of in real time as he's going through this this time of transition in his business, and he's a pretty well known guy with a with a pretty large audience so it's it makes it even more interesting that he's doing so much of this out in public which i which I really respect a lot um, so this is a little bit of a different type of conversation than the rest of the episodes that you've heard here on the Productize podcast, but I think it's really insightful, especially since uh, Justin Jackson um, is uh, kind of considering a productized service offer. He's done a little bit of productized service consulting in the past, so it's interesting to hear him kind of kick around these ideas, and I, and I give some, some thoughts on, on them as well. So we'll get right into that in just a moment. Now, today's quick tip when it comes to productized services is to think beyond just you now here's what I mean by that when you're working on any task no matter what it is uh, whether you're writing an email or you're telling a, a teammate how to do something or you're um, you're working on, on a website or whatever it is you're writing some copy you want to think about how is this gonna scale beyond just you and so you know f- one, one example is this um, is this very pot- productized podcast now the concern with launching a brand new podcast is, you know, that's going to require all this time for me on an ongoing basis. I, I don't know if I can actually commit to, you know, week in, week out, all year long publishing and recording and, and editing all these different uh, podcast episodes. So what I did was I actually bunched them all together and I recorded all of these episodes in January and February of 2016. And then I scheduled them out to, uh, to, to publish, uh, throughout the year of, of 2016. And that's kind of the first season of this productized podcast. And so my goal there was to, um, let this work, this task that I'm working on kind of live on beyond, uh, y- you know, after, after I stop working on it. So you kind of have to plan for you getting burned out on doing a particular task week in, week out. And so that me- that can mean, you know, putting it into a standard operating procedure, delegating it to a teammate, um, you know, building or crafting the thing in in such a way that it's, uh, kind of templateized and and easy to reuse and easy to build into your business as an asset rather than just a one-time benefit. You know, these are things that you want to think about. And that's today's, uh, quick tip to think beyond just you doing the work. All right. I'm here, uh, talking with my friend, Justin Jackson, Justin, welcome to the show here. Hey Brian, how's it going, man? Doing good. So, um, So, you know, I'm sure that most of the audience here probably knows your stuff, has been following your your stuff online. Um, I want to try to call out, you know, what your website is or your podcast is. But, I mean, it it seems like it's changing every month. So, (laughs) Um, where, I mean, you know, just for those who are just meeting you here for the first time, you know, where can people kind of follow you online these days?
1: I think the best place is justinjackson.ca or on Twitter uh, I'm the letter M, the letter I, and Justin.
0: Very cool. So, I mean, Justin, you you've been kind of like building up a name for yourself and a and a sizable audience these past few years. Um, I don't know how else to describe it other than product people as well as makers mm-hmm. and bootstrappers and entrepreneurs. You're you're really embedded in this community, and you've been a big part of growing this community yourself um, through your podcasting and and other communities and and various products. Um, that you've that you've launched uh, quite successfully, uh, you've you've launched a book called uh, or a book or a course called Marketing for Developers, mm-hmm. um, among you know several others. But you know the reason I invited you on here for the Productize podcast, you know people may be wondering how does how does this story fit into the the theme of what we talk about here, you know talking about productized services, productized consulting, is that I received an email from you your your email newsletter, yeah. Um, about a week ago or so, talking about your goals for 2016. Because here we are, you know, January 2016, we're, we're looking ahead into this new year. Um, and I heard you mention that, I heard you mention a few things. Number one, you're moving away from the type of consulting that you've done in the past. Mm-hmm. And you're going kind of full time on building out your own products and some service related products going forward. And then you, you had like a quick mention of, of getting into a productized service you know, getting, making that a part of your mix in 2016. So I thought, I thought it'd be cool to kind of hear your thoughts on that as, from the outset, like as, as it's still coming together. Uh, yeah. And, um, and kind of, you know, get, get a behind the scenes look kind of in real time here.
1: Yeah, well I'm excited about this too because I, I, I have still not figured everything out. And so uh, I'm sure as I talk things out today, I'm even gonna kind of discover some stuff for myself. But yeah, I you know, one thing I did in the past, so this past year, I was basically consulting full-time uh, with two big clients. And that provided, you know, ugh, I don't know, 80% of my income or something like that. And both of those contracts uh, uh, ended November 15th. And so I knew, you know, I had lots of warning. I knew that those contracts, the the contracts were going to, be ending. And I had this choice of, I could go out and hustle and find some new clients. And when you think about that, that could take all sorts of forms, right? I could go find one or two more big clients and, you know, sign up for uh, another big project that would take one or two years. Or I could go find, you know, some smaller projects to work on uh, and maybe have four, five, six consulting projects in a year. Or I could... Uh, focus more of my energy on making my own stuff, uh, earning an income from that. And in that mix, I thought, you know, what if I did 50% of my revenue this year from products, 25% from... um, Oh, I said 50% of my income from like info products, like books and Mm -hmm. workshops and things like that. 25% from software products. So... Uh, I have a little web application I've been working on. I have, you know, WordPress plugins and other things I've tried. And then 25% from productized services. And um, the reason I thought about that is to me, prod- a productized service is something uh, it doesn't, it, it's a lot easier for me to turn on. And part right. of the part of the reason I, I and I'm, I mean, I've tested this in the past and it's been true. I, I guess it's not always a guarantee, but I had this thought of, you know, uh, I've been building this audience for years and I get requests all the time from folks that say, you know, can you help me with this or or, do you do consulting? And often those projects are too small, especially if I'm on like a bigger project, they're not, you know, quite worth my time. But if I could create something that is kind of repeatable and um, leverages some systems and some technology and some other things, uh, but also involves, you know, consulting. Uh, that that might be a good fit for this year as I transition out of consulting full-time.
0: Yeah, I, I really like it. And what's interesting here is that you're looking at productized services or productized consulting offer as, I mean, it. I'm sure it will be enjoyable. And we'll talk in a minute about what exactly you're looking to productize. But in the bigger picture, it seems like you're looking at that as like a 25% of your income. Um, it's a way to help sustain... Uh, the the other things that you do. You know, working on new products, maintaining a, a huge number of products that that even, you know, the, these projects and things that you've been working on. Yeah. Um so I mean I, I think that goes to show the the different roles of, of what a productized service can be. Like in in my experience I've built it into like a a like my main business. But mm. I know plenty of people who do it as kind of like a side a side project or a small part of their income to to help sustain the other things, and it's not just from a monetary standpoint, but it's also it's such a focused service, you know, doing you know one small thing, and it, and it requires just a bit of your time versus yeah. traditional consulting, which like it, you know what you've been doing with marketing consulting, you, you can be in a in a contract that can be a year or longer. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, I, I know plenty of people who they They do consulting to pay the bills, but what ends up happening is it eats up all of their hours and then they can't do anything else
1: yeah and I, I mean that's what i'm trying to avoid and and we'll see if it's if it's if it ends up happening right i i'm at the end of the day i'm I'm willing to do whatever it takes to uh to support my family and so um i and i ha we have high pretty high costs compared to to some folks you know there's six of us. Um, and they're you know basically i 'm providing most of the income, so I have to you know I have to kind of uh, think about that all the time and so, as I was planning out this year, uh, I said, you know i 'm going to probably take December, January, and maybe February to really kind of give some of my <laughs> these projects i 've been wanting to do a good go and but come february if um if I need some extra income. I'm gonna. the The first thing I'm gonna go to is some form of consulting, and ideally, it would be uh, productized consulting. Because uh, the nice thing about it is that it the the uh, the terms are a lot not, not you know what I mean. The length of the contract is a lot shorter. There's a lot less. Um, you know, a lot of especially marketing projects are about 90 days at least, uh, because you need a couple months. Uh, you need to go through a couple months to, you know, go through three cycles. Yeah. And so this way, um, if I can do, you know, something smaller that has a, a smaller time frame, uh, I'm hoping I can just turn that on when I need to.
0: And- well, so so like what what kind of of things have you been kicking around? Because I know that there, are, I know that you mentioned something about doing some productized coaching services with with entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are all sorts of like marketing related product high services you can do so what what are you looking at
1: so in the past I've done um, so one was like i'll go in and run a b tests for for you and then write a report um, i for a long time I still have these running uh, i I had a uh, back when I was doing web development uh, i I had a uh, I kind of productized building websites and hosting them for people. And so, the you know, normally you would go in and you give people, a you know, uh, you find out what they want and then you uh, write out a proposal and get a deposit and all that stuff. And I basically tried to shorten that down and then charged between uh, $50 to $200 a month for basically, uh, you know, uh, hosting the website. Updating like keeping the WordPress plugins and all that updated and all that, and then if they needed help, they could call me once a month hmm. and I've had those running forever uh, and um, and those are the, still running today yeah they're still running today oh, nice. they just they just keep running and the the funny thing is like a lot of those were kind of high at the beginning you know there's you know it might have been you know per person it was maybe five to ten hours to onboard them. But you know some of those have been running for five years now, <laughs> and uh, it's just you know two hundred dollars a month that just comes in, and if they need me, they can call me, but it, they don't call that much, yep. and so uh, the things like that are uh, can be nice. But also, I think just like having a uh, I, I noticed that um, uh, Nick, what's Nick's last name? Uh, Nick DeSabado. The Sabado, yeah. yeah. He he's just started advertising these four hundred dollar coaching calls and uh and they kind of lead into some of the other services he's providing. And so I thought about that too. Like there there's a lot of um there's kind of a lot of branding you can do around even a coaching call. Yeah. Like uh I I own landingpageteardown.com, I think. And so that was another thing, uh I'd done in the past was, is say, you know, contacted some people, say, hey, I've got this kind of system for doing landing page teardowns, here's what it costs, and then kind of go through it with them. And it's just a set price, similar to um, what, uh, how come I can't think of Jared's, similar to what Jared did. Oh,
0: yeah, I was was thinking of Jared Drysdale as well.
1: Yeah, with landing page in a day. Yeah. And so the... Um, those are things I haven't like really turned on, but I've experimented with them. I've done little projects for people along the way. I know there's demand, and I know if I I I hope if I need to I can just kind of turn it on, and you know yeah. offer something like that.
0: You know that's an interesting question because it's it, the the question of okay should I should I look for something that has recurring revenue potential like like web hosting and and like website maintenance kind of like a WP curve. Style service or something like like a landing page teardown or a coaching session, which is just a one time purchase. it requires a one time commitment of your time i mean I, I think a lot of times there's too much emphasis on recurring revenue mm-hmm. and and people kind of overlook some of the benefits of a one time uh, purchase productized service yeah. Right? Uh, yeah especially in your situation like if it's considering your goals. And, and your priorities, which, which are to, you know, work on multiple projects and develop out these other bigger initiatives that you're doing with building communities and your podcast and whatever, mm-hmm. like a big goal of yours is, is to be able to turn it on and turn it off. Right. That's, so, that's so you right. can just, you know, devote one month to uh landing page teardowns and then kind of get back to your other stuff.
1: Yeah, that's, that was my thought. <laughs> and so we'll see if it works. I, the, t- to me, like, um, the, the ability to uh, do the short-term stuff sometimes is better than focusing on the recurring stuff. Recurring stuff, so even that example of the, 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 web, the website hosting where it's kind of like, yeah, WP Curve um, kind of service, that, to make a significant amount of money, to really make a dent in that, you would have to do biz dev all the time. Like you're always basically trying to get new people. Yep. And that is a lot of work. And you're also working on churn. You're working on churn and everything else. Uh, The other thing is that you know I've thought multiple times. Even um, so, most of the time, this none of this stuff bothers me. But you know, if uh, one of those websites gets malware on it, that like ruins my entire life. Right? It ruins the profitability of that customer. It ruins you know my day or my week, depending on how bad it is, and. There's these ongoing concerns that you have uh, with something that's recurring
0: and and they, and those kind of things can come up whenever, like yeah you know, when, when you're in the middle of something else
1: that's right, that's right, so the advantage is that you know that it's going to come in every month minus churn, but the the disadvantage is that you're kind of always on call and it 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 does feel like for as many projects as I have. Um, you know people always ask me if I get tired like don't you feel like kind of uh, weighted down by all these different projects you're working on and the only ones I feel really weighted down by are the the monthly recurring things uh, because it feels like I've just made this commitment um, and it's so hard to break it because you know that this money's coming in
0: right? uh, but to
1: walk away from it is like oh like I could and you know and, and so I've thought you know uh, the the recurring productized consulting I've done so far, um, every once in a while I'm like, man, maybe <laughs> for for what I'd like to achieve, I should just walk away from that stuff and just focus on, um, you know, these one-time things.
0: Um, yeah, I, and, I mean, I, I think that you know, for for each person, there there are different priorities and different different goals, and everything yeah. has trade-offs. And I mean, but at the same time, you're right; it's Recurring revenue is a very difficult thing to even obtain in the first place, let alone walk away from if you already have it. So, yeah, um, it's it's tricky. But I mean, you you look at someone like like Dan Norris who built WP Curve. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he committed to that idea. He committed to building it into a business with a team and and kind of focused on that for a while. I mean, I know he does other things too, but um, it, you know he. He got into that you no know, and like for myself doing audience apps like it's a it is a recurring revenue business but I'm kind of committed to it as my main focus, whereas mm-hmm. I I look at what what you're doing and I and I've seen other similar productized services like what Jared has done with you know landingpageinaday.com um, mm-hmm. another case study in the productized course is uh, from Joanna Weeb um, and we recorded this like about a year ago and what she did for a while I think she has turned it off it's one of those turn on turn off things again yeah she uh um, what did she call them they were like it, kind of similar to landing page teardowns but it was more focused on copywriting yeah um where you know you you pay I think it was like 9.99 and and she will then record a 30 minute uh screencast of her tearing down your your website and kind of making copy recommendations yeah, um, And it's not even like a coaching call. I think it was just her recording it and then sending you the recording so yeah. she can just do a couple of those. And, and you know, again, she has a built in audience, you know, very popular blog and email list. And, and having that in place, it's the kind of thing that you can kind of, you know, build a waiting list for and just kind of, you know, make an announcement. There are a few spots available this month, That that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's my hope. And I I haven't tested this in a while. The last time I tested something like this is when I did, um, I was writing, oh, now I got to think about this. Oh, I was was building a course called Build Your Audience. And um, before I did it, before I invested the time in like building the course, I thought, you know, I should do a, a webinar workshop. And that was a case of like me emailing out the list saying, you know, here's what I'm going to do this and there's this many spots and you can sign up here and I'm basically hoping that based on my reputation, what people heard me write about and podcast about or show as examples and in things that I've, you know, products I've produced, I'm, I'm hoping that they, because of those things, they, you know, trust me enough to, to sign up for something like that so that's what I'm I'm hoping happens this year um, and you never really know until you until you try it but that that's the idea is that I can leverage some of um, the things I've done in the past especially with marketing for developers and offer some things like landing page teardown in a day um, it might just be you know a coaching call it might be um, a system for going through uh, they're like a specific marketing thing. So uh, I thought, you know, I could go through uh, all of their um, churn analytics, like go look through everyone's, uh, mm-hmm. like whatever the stats they have for churn, and then basically try to figure out why people are churning. And when I've done that in the past for some of my bigger clients, I've found things like You can you can if they have mixed panel or kiss metrics, you can run all that stuff through. You know, get all the data and kind of systemize a way of getting information from those folks. Mm. Uh, So, like, first email would be, uh, you know, hey, saw that you canceled. Would just like to know, you know, what what's going on? Why why did you cancel? And uh, having some options there. And sometimes trends emerge, like you know, a lot of our customers are startups, and a lot of startups fail. And we just had a lot of startups fail this month. It had nothing to do with product market fit, or you know, the product wasn't good enough. It was just our target customer is going out
0: of business. Right. <laughs> and, and then and the, so, issue, the issue could be like maybe that's the wrong target customer.
1: <laughs> exactly. So the idea of like being able to offer service like that, and in a systemized way, and then have a report come out the end where you can see, you know, this is this is what I've been able to kind of bring out of your um, your stats on churn. Very cool.
0: So, you know, I'm also, I also want to hear about some of your high level reasoning for. I mean, this year you decided to, to step away from these long term consulting engagements to do more of your own stuff, and I've got to think a big part of that is, um, is is to do more more of the work that really fires you up and gets your juices going. You know, working on products, working on your own things, and as you're looking at these productized service ideas, I got to think that that a big part of that is like, what are the things that you're you're actually going to enjoy delivering, right? So if yeah, I I mean, doing like a coaching call or even like a landing page teardown, these are things that you're probably talking to other entrepreneurs and doing all the time, and just that's what you do anyway, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and actually that's a good point because I think again, I. Part of me is hesitant to be too confident right now because I realize that, you know, I I have these ideas for things, but I haven't really tested them out yet. But one reason I feel confident that I think it'll work is that I've been doing these things uh, either, you know, for fun, uh, just as a part of my, for fun, or like maybe like, you know, a small amount of money uh, over the, you know, the past years. So if someone said, hey, can you like, you know on a clarity call would be a good example um can you go to my website and just kind of give me you know five good points about something i should change so i've i've had practice in some of these things and i always were like if i did a clarity call and we did we you know did a tear down of their website i was always fired up at at the end you know i was like man i love these like little projects where i can go in they can try something and then they can you know come back to me the next week and say, you know, this is what I tried. It either worked or it didn't. Do you have any other ideas or or whatever? Yeah. And so um
0: And, the, and it's it's like there's value there both for your customers of that service and for yourself. It's you know, you, you get to talk about marketing and, and uh you
1: it, know, exactly you other
0: and entrepreneurs' feedback.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the more in my case, the more kind of unique cases I see, like the more I can see what's going on underneath the wrapping paper. Um, the, more, the better uh, it makes me at, for example, understanding um, marketing and product marketing. Yeah. So the more cases I see, the more I'm like, oh, wait a second, this is, I see some trends here. This is what everybody um, is kind of dealing with. Like one example is, uh, I noticed after like, working with a lot of people, and this might not come as a surprise to anyone who's done this before, but um, in terms of product revenue, Across all the customers I've seen in my own stuff and in uh, my friends' stuff, the top countries uh, in terms of revenue breakdown is almost 40 to 50% USA, uh, thir- uh, 10, 15% Canada, and then a mix of like Australia, UK, and Germany, almost exclusively, right? Like those are the, the, the uh, revenue breakdowns by country. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting. And that information could be used all sorts of ways um, uh, especially in terms of like targeting ads, so most people when they do a Facebook ad campaign, they just like you just go through it and they just turn, like,
0: turn it on for the world turn you know? it
1: on for the world and uh you if you've if you've If you don't have that information, especially if you're brand new and you still haven't collected enough sales data, you could be spending all this money that you don't need to when really most products uh the bulk of your income is going to come from uh, the USA and Canada, followed by the UK, and then you know Germany and Australia are somewhere in there too. Yeah. So just knowing that, and even knowing like the percentages, can be helpful for people. So the more I kind of expose myself to other people, and I can kind of peek underneath the hood and say, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. I can then give everyone better information because I've got you know um, more data
0: points. Exactly, and. Kind of, you know, diagnosing the same problem again and again, you know, comes up with the same. You you come up with the same solution, which makes it a much more systematized thing, you know, easier to streamline, even easier to, um, you know, depends on what the service really is, but easier to hire an assistant to help you, you know, do some of the nuts and bolts of of it. Um, yeah. You know, you can go kind of down that those routes. The the yeah. other thing I wanted to touch on here was attaching a productized service to an existing info product like a mm-hmm. book or or a course um it it sounds like that that's something that you've done like you know selling the the book or the course with an optional upgrade for for a coaching session that's that's exactly what I've been doing with the productized course you know you can either there're basically two packages as as of this recording you know the whole course or the whole course plus an hour coaching session with me mm-hmm. and um and you know I, I do a couple of those a month and it, again it's it's the the same idea there where it's like it, I enjoy talking to entrepreneurs and consultants who are getting into productized services like that's something that I enjoy anyway. Yeah. Um so I'm I'm perfectly fine with taking a couple hours a month out to do that and and even like to take me away from my work on audience apps. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, actually this is a good thing to talk about because I think this is a mistake I made with marketing for developers. So I I did. I had three tiers with marketing for developers. I had um, thirty nine dollars for the buck. Uh, I'm not going to be able to remember these. Eighty five dollars for the mid tier, and then I think one ninety nine for the the big tier with had all the video tutorials and everything else. So fairly basic breakdown for something like that. And then right before Christmas, I thought, you know what, I need to. Um, there's a lot of companies that want to spend year end money. Um, you know for. The 2015 budget, so I'm going to put together a package called Marketing for Startups, and it's going to have the Marketing for Developers book and all those videos, plus a new book I'm going to be launching in 2016 called Marketing for Makers. So that's for non-technical people, and I thought this will be perfect. I'll put it all together with a license for you know, um, for different team sizes, and I'm going to sell it like this, and so I. I you know emailed it out and stuff, and I sold one, which was not bad, you know, but uh, actually it was not very good if we 're honest right and when i I was asking um, some folks about it, and th- what i I think I was missing there was the productized service element of it, so you get the product, but then you get a one hour workshop with Justin and your team, or you get a one hour coaching call, or uh, you get a um uh, a, a custom uh, email sequence for your whole team that's that's uh, that's built by Justin. So there's all these other things I could have added to that that I didn't. And I think um, I think it would have done a lot better if I had had that kind of element in there where they could get some sort of like consulting or even some sort of like um, personalized, sequence that was just for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, so many people look at the idea of launching an info product, like launching their very first ebook or something. And it's, you know, because it's such a passive income, high, high profit margin kind of product that the idea to add any sort of manual service to this or any, any sort of like time consuming element is... You know, you're you're trying to avoid that, right? When when you're yeah. getting into doing an info product, but at the same time, if if you've identified a topic that really matters to customers, and it's a topic that you are so passionate about that you can write a whole book about it, mm-hmm. um, and you know so much about it, it, you you must live and breathe this stuff, whatever the topic is. Yeah. You know, why not add an option for for a one hour consulting session at at a much higher price point and make it worth both your time and your, and your customers. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a win-win and it, and it also really helps make the entire thing sustainable. You know, if this, if if you're someone, obviously you're not in this, in this case, but if you're someone who hasn't grown a a large audience yet, but you do want to, you know, start with a, with a $39 ebook, it's going to be very difficult to rack up enough sales revenue to make that a sustainable, investment of your time. And, you know, to add a a couple hundred dollar option to get an hour with you to talk about that very stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, And, you know, know, the other thing, I think the other mistake, this is so cathartic, by the way, talking to you about this. Um, The, the, the mistake I made was I was thinking exactly that, like, I'm going to launch this thing and I don't want any other kind of manual labor on top of that. But for people like me, I'm missing out on one of my huge strengths, which is I love talking to people, and I'm good with people. and so the the uh, the idea of um me going and having a coaching call with someone and them getting really fired up at the end and having all this benefit from just having someone like who shows some enthusiasm for their business and all those things that I think i'm I'm naturally good at. I, I was kind of missing out on something that played to my strengths. And uh, yeah, that's something I've been thinking about. Like I, I need to, sometimes there's this little person in your head that goes, ah, you know, don't, just, yeah, try to go this passive income route and and not put too much more work on yourself. But, you know, I put all that work into promoting that marketing for startups package. And I think it would have done so much better if I had had that element in there that really played to my strengths.
0: Yeah, and you know, the, I, I, I feel like this, this one other element of productized services often gets lost on, on most people because the idea is that you're moving away from consult. Most people want to move away from the hourly consulting kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And usually the reason for that is you're dealing with clients who aren't valuing the the work that you've, even though they hired you to do some, some job, Mm -hmm. they don't, really value it or they don't quite get it or you're constantly pushing back and they're not taking your professional recommendations and that just makes the whole process a a draining a a drain on 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 the consultant and i've been through that for years you know doing web design work um and so many people have but but when it comes to any sort of productized offer whether it's an attached coaching session with with an ebook or a a productized consulting package of some kind, it all starts with you identifying a target customer and identifying a problem that they have. And then they kind of find, you you attract that target customer. So they're coming to you with this problem and you have the freedom to uh, craft your most ideal solution. It's almost like if I had a client and they just said, I've got an unlimited budget, uh, just tell me what I need to do. And you have free reign to just give them exactly what they need and what you know will solve their problem and maybe even that, that that's just talking to them for an hour and telling them you know giving them guidance um, that's a much more enjoyable working engagement mm-hmm. you know like um, and it's again it's like a win-win for both parties um, it, you know so I, I I think it's important that that we don't overlook that that benefit of it it just in you know for the sake of avoiding manual done for you time consuming work at all costs.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. And so for me, Brian, what what would you say if I'm looking to put some of this in practice and maybe start with something small, what What do you usually recommend? Like is there kind of a, a, a go-to strategy that you say, this is a great place for... Uh, you know, I have, obviously there's like this interest this domain of interest that I'm I'd like to target and this particular audience what what's a good place for someone like me to start
0: yeah I, I think I think you come at this uh, in a bit of a unique situation from most people given the fact that you you're already a pretty well-known guy in, in, in many circles and online entrepreneurship um, you've built a, a sizable audience um, so so that in itself is is, is you, puts you in a unique situation here, and the other thing that's that's unique about you, like we said at the beginning, is that you have this goal of of keeping a pretty diversified um, revenue or, or you know income stream in the upcoming year. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're working on many different projects, and that's an important part of what you do is is to work on lots of different products and, and projects. Mm-hmm. So given all that, I I think that it in your case, it probably makes sense to, to veer toward the turn off, turn off, uh, turn, turn on, turn off kind of one time productized service offering. Yeah. Uh, I mean, coaching calls is something that you can easily turn on anytime. Like, like you've done before, I think. Yeah. Um, and so, so there would be that. And, and you also already have the info products that you could attach those things to, um, yeah. you know, the marketing for developers plus a, a consultation session, um, and so so that's kind of like low hanging fruit I would say Mm. Um, but like like you said you know you can you can look at more focused marketing services like uh, like a Facebook ads review Mm -hmm. Um, again that can just be like a one hour review um, of of someone who's just getting up and running with their Facebook ads Um, it's not something that would tie you down for for months at a time and Mm -hmm. and given your your priorities you can um, you can devote all of all of a couple of months to your other projects and then, you know, when it makes sense, uh, kind of turn these things on. And the, th- I think the important part here is it's not about just turning them on when you need, uh, an infusion of cash, right? Mm-hmm. It's these things, um, come with other benefits too. So someone who, who buys, uh, like someone who buys a, a one hour coaching session with you is, is also in the same audience for your books, or also in the same audience for your for your software, mm-hmm. um, and as things develop at later in the year, next year, you know, you you might decide to to build one of these revenue streams in, into a, a larger business or, or a larger portion of what you do, mm-hmm. and and you can kind of you know go to those customers who, who've purchased the one-time deal and maybe upsell them on a on some kind of recurring thing later if, if that becomes. An issue for you for you down the road. I mean, but I think given where you're at right now, you know, I I would stick with the. um, I would say that you're unique in that it recurring building a recurring revenue productized consulting probably doesn't make sense given your priorities.
1: Yeah, at least right now. I might change my mind, (laughs) 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 but yeah, that I I think uh, yeah. Actually, and even just as we were talking, I was thinking, man, why haven't I I at least. Um uh, put something together uh for marketing for developers because that is very low hanging fruit that I should just take <laughs> I should just take advantage of um, so I, I want to keep some of these ideas warm in people 's minds I think that 's the other thing I keep thinking about is like it 's it 's as much as I say I can just turn this on, I think people need a couple exposures before they kind of clue into the fact that, uh, for example, for them to get in their mind that, oh, Justin does coaching calls. I think it'll take a few times for them to hear that before it really kind of clicks in and it's top of mind. So when their boss says, hey, we need some help on this, who can we call? They would think of me as opposed to someone else. And that's something I, I, I think I need to work on right now
0: yeah that's that is the tough thing about being so diversified is that people it it can get lost in in terms of like what what products are available from justin jackson right now um Mm -hmm. and and i think even a a lot of the people who know you and follow your stuff um can 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 kind of forget about what's actually available right now (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know um so but i i think in, in in your case you do have a a large email list and you can kind of back channel a lot of this stuff, right? So you Mm -hmm. can even segment your your email list and send targeted emails to people who've shown interest before and say, Hey, if you happen to know anyone or any companies who might have this sort of need, I'm starting to, uh, I'm offering this, this service in, in fall of 2016, you know, Mm -hmm. um, email me if, if, if that makes sense. And, you know, it's, I think in your case, again, it's, it's pretty unique. You don't have to, uh, like shout from the rooftops and with a big domain name and and big brand name it's it's really just people who are already in your audience can kind of point you to referrals. i mean that's the other thing with with a product has consulting offer you know which is typically higher priced than than most other products yeah um you don't need that many leads and that many customers to make it a viable thing right totally
1: Yeah. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to do that after this call, actually. (laughs) I'm going to start just to, just to have some kind of, um, some warm leads to say, you know, I'm going to be offering this and maybe even give it a timeline. Like I'm going to be offering this in February. If you'd like to book some time right now, you can. Yeah. If I get nervous about one thing, it's like, I know that it's, Anything like even if you 're launching a book, you always kind of like warm people up to it, and if all of a sudden you just show up one day and say hey i'm here i've got you know here's here's what i 'm offering uh, i My worry is like pe- people just won't be ready for it
0: yeah uh, well I, I you know the other thing that that I think you should probably do all year long is just have waiting lists for these things that you're mm. that you're offering yeah um and even if they only turn on for like two weeks out of the year, just have the waiting list running. And eventually you can even build out some marketing funnels where it's like a video or two that that leads into an email sequence that leads into the waiting list. Yeah. To, to at least warm people up into the waiting list. And then when it does become available, you know, you've got a small segment of your list that that has like raised their hand for that.
1: Yes, you know, yeah. again, I think, <laughs> cause there, there's, the stress for me is feeling like I know I want to have something available when I need it but I also know I I can't come to it cold so I think I want to invest some at least some time right now to at least put up a landing page and a yeah and a waiting list to say you know this is gonna become available and when it's available I'll let you know
0: yeah that was the thing that I remembered from Jared's uh, case study interview that we did for for productize um, he built up a waiting list, and and I think he he had to like immediately close. He he sold, he, he like sold out his spots. I think in the first week. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then it was immediately like for the next three months, it was just all waiting list. You know. Yeah. Um, and then I think for the rest of that year, he just kind of he just went right back to that list, and and I mean and, and you know and then he kind of upsold a lot of those. Landing page in a day clients into larger client projects, and yeah, um, so that was interesting. I would kind of leverage that, but um, yeah, I would just kind of keep that. So again, like for these on-off products, uh, at least have some kind of ongoing marketing channel for them, even if you're not, even if they're not available.
1: Yeah, I've I've literally got a to-do list for after this call <laughs> that I'm gonna I'm gonna be implementing, and that's the I think that's number one on my list.
0: Very cool. Well, I think we've got a lot uh, packed into this call. I think it'll be exciting. Uh, I mean, it's always exciting following your stuff. I've been a fan of, of your podcast for, forever, and uh, oh, 2016 so. is going to be uh, really exciting for you. So, um, so, I mean, what should people kind of tune in to right now?
1: <laughs> um, well, if they're into, if they are in startups or software uh, product marketing, they should go to justinjackson.ca. And then my other kind of side project that's, I would say is divergent from that is this i this uh, new podcast called Mega Maker. It's MegaMaker.co, um, and specifically the Mega Maker Challenge. MegaMaker.co/slash/challenge. Uh, and if they are just people that want to make more things this year, they want to stop consuming so much, and they want to they have a bunch of side project mm-hmm. ideas that they've never done. Uh, that's Mega Maker. It's providing motivation and encouragement for people to stop, you know, just reading blog posts and watching Netflix and actually make some stuff this year. So I'm going to be trying to do both at the same time. My professional career is going to be in, you know, marketing for developers and marketing for startups. And then this kind of fun, uh, project is going to be mega maker. And, uh, yeah, people that know me know I'm like into heavy metal. And I was just that gonna say
0: it, it, that yeah. sounds like a a metal band in the making.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically an excuse for me to have a metal band without playing any music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love it. Uh,
1: yeah, so they can check that stuff out. It's it's already been really fun. That's one of the things I've been dedicating time to this this month.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, Justin, great to great to catch up with you, and uh, we'll talk soon. Great. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in today. Get all the show notes for this entire season at productizepodcast.com. And to get my free productize crash course, where I share my best strategies for launching and sustaining your productize service business, head over to productizecourse.com. All right, time to get back to working on the business.